0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to my Big Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Tina Kosnick. Hello, everyone. I'm a little tired, but for good reason. Okay, let me give you the updates before we get into today's main topic. I went for a walk. <laughs> groundbreaking oh my god what a huge accomplishment I haven't been exercising actually um you know here's the thing (laughs) I don't like the summer and I know that's an unpopular opinion but for me the summer is more difficult I can't even walk share without getting a little bit winded. And this is not just a me thing. I'm not trying to over-dramatize my personal health. I know that a lot of people struggle with when it's super hot out. But it's not just the heat because maybe you guys can relate to this. When I'm in a different area that's not as humid as New York City, the heat is not as bad. It's something about like the heat index here, the humidity. Oh my God, all of it. I, it's just so uncomfortable for me. And it's not just heat exhaustion. How do I say this without getting into it? By the way, I wanted to mention part of the reason that I don't say the words of what my illness is and why I don't allow anyone to kind of message me about it. And use the words or even text me the words. I don't even want it on my phone because of how social media algorithms work. So even if I'm in, like right now I'm in a comfortable space, I would be able to say it to you, right? I'm in a comfortable space. I I feel okay today. I would be okay talking about and saying the words. That's not going to trigger me. The problem is with the algorithms, (laughs) whatever you talk about, it will show up on your for you pages, on Instagram, on ads when you're shopping on websites, on YouTube, on Pinterest, on TikTok. It's just overwhelming. So say I'm comfortable talking about it right now. It'll be two weeks from now and it will show up on my fucking for you page and then it will ruin my week. Do you know what I mean? So that's part of the reason. It's not always that I'm a big fucking pussy and <laughs> don't want to talk about it and want to overdramatize and be a victim. It's not always that. It's just that, say, if there was no social media, I'd, I would probably be a lot more comfortable. It's because of, and we're going to get into this, it's because of social media that I really, really limit and set boundaries of using cert- those words. Because then I'll get crazy videos. Because the thing is, I am not the worst case scenario. Thank fucking God. Oh my God. Praise Jesus. <laughs> I'm not even like Christian or anything. <laughs> I'm spiritual, but you know. But thank the heavens and the universe, whatever you, however you l- label it. I'm not even the worst case scenario. But when you talk about it and it shows up on your For You page and... Yeah, it'll show me the worst case scenario. So you can imagine where my fear and being triggered and anxiety comes in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll take care of myself and and I'll handle what I have to deal with. But it's not very fun to look at the worst case scenario. So that's why I don't like get into it. But anyway, how ADHD could I be? Every topic has a subtopic with a subtopic <laughs> and details just to reroute back to what I was originally talking about. Okay. So the, the heat is harder for me and people like me. So let me just put it like that. So if you know, you know, it's harder for people like me and it's not the same as heat exhaustion. It's like, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it, to be honest, but it's not great <laughs> You just start, things start to fail, okay? It's not just heat exhaustion. Things just start to fail. So being hot or being in the heat in the summer, it kind of, like, I get um, seasonal depression in the summer. I do. And obviously on the great days where it's not as humid and it's comfortable and it's around 70, that's great. I'm not complaining about that. And when I'm in a different place that's hot, because obviously I've, vacationed, it's not the same thing. It's not as difficult as it is when it's hot in New York. I don't know why. And if you know why, let me know. <laughs> I think it's just humidity. I, have, I don't know how all these things work. But even when we were in Europe, and it was hot, there was a day and I always compare it to this because there was a day in Europe where, oh my god, I forgot to turn that off. I'm so sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to Shut my Wi-Fi off because then I'll keep getting updates. Like the noise updates. Okay, it's off now. Um, We were in Europe. There was a really hot day. I remember I think it was 90 degrees. But it was not humid. And we did a walking tour of the area. I was fine. Oh, yeah, I was fine. And I don't think it's psychosomatic Is that how you say it? I don't think it's placebo. I think it has to do with humidity a lot because I did really great. So on the days here where it's not as humid and it's not insufferable, I have a good time. I'm not complaining, but when it's like how it's been, the heat waves and it's insufferable and it's humid, oh my God, I can't take it. I'm so unhappy. I don't wanna go anywhere. Seeing people enjoying themselves at the beach will send me into depression. Because I can't do that. For me to go to the beach, it's, oh my God, I sound like I'm complaining. Just let me get out what I'm going to say. Because I'm not really complaining. It's not like I walk around all day and complain about this. I'm just telling you guys because I have a point. When I see people at the beach, it really gets to me. Because I can't do it. And we've done it before. And bless his heart. He will, I'm talking about my boyfriend, partner. I feel like boyfriend sounds so immature. We're like, <laughs> I'm very grown, but you know what I'm talking about. We'll pack a cooler and make sure there's electrolytes. And it's just, I'm not low maintenance when it comes to the hot weather. And because of that, it makes me upset. I would love to be the happy and fun, like, oh yeah, let's go to the beach. <laughs> let's go to Tiki. <laughs> no. No. Because I will end up fucking sick and I used to do it and I would be so sick. It's not fun for for anyone because I have to end up leaving. You can see me waste away because I used to try. You could see me waste away as we're there because before we knew, obviously every summer I was going out and pushing it like I was like <laughs> trying anyway and every single time even when I was younger. I would be like, oh my God, I feel like shit. Like I have to go. I can't even hang. I would be so sick and end up going home. And I tried for years. And then obviously when we found out, it was like, oh, okay. So let's just like not anymore. Meaning me, talking to myself. Let me just not anymore. But it makes me upset because obviously I want to be involved. Obviously I'm a fun person. You know, I love going out. I'm a party person. Okay. I love to party. I love the clubs. I love it all except in the summer. I just can't hang and it makes me annoyed because I'm someone who likes to hang. (laughs) I also like to be active. I wouldn't say that I'm an outdoorsy person, but I'm definitely a walker. I prefer walking. I like, I just like it, right? And that's so crazy because do you know, do you want to hear the irony of this? I have a convertible bitch. So for me to be saying I hate the summer, but the thing is I'll put my top down in October, Right? Like, I just love a convertible. I fell in love with them um, when we were in Miami. But it has nothing related to the summer. I don't like to be hot because it makes me feel really sick. And the summer depresses me more because everybody's having fun. And it just reminds me of why I can't do it and blah, blah, blah. I'm a big fat complainer today. So, anywho... My point, this is going to be a long episode, as you could tell, and I hope I didn't scare you off and you're like shutting this off, like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares that you hate the summer. <laughs> we have a good topic today, so bear with me, okay? Um, I did go for a walk today because it's only 70-something degrees. It's like 72, and it's not just, se- well, earlier it was. Now it's 78, but I went for a walk earlier. It was only 72, and the sun wasn't blaring On my fucking skin. It was still hot. I was sweating. um, But it wasn't that bad. It was doable. I didn't make myself sick. And I made sure he was home. And I didn't go far. So could you imagine we have to do all these fucking protocols? It pisses me off too. So I made sure I was safe. He was home and outside. And I went for a walk. And it was great. Here's the thing though. You want to laugh? I... I'm going to have to put this on my fucking story. I have to try to crop out. I have to try to post it without showing the location because I'm obviously not going to post where the fuck I was walking by myself. Um, but I saw turkeys <laughs> brawling it the fuck out <laughs> on the street. Okay, so turkeys are normal on Staten Island. If you're listening to this and you're not from New York or Staten Island. Well, a lot of people don't know about Staten Island besides like Pete Davidson or whatever. Well, I'm about to teach you something. Turkeys are normal here. It's so crazy. I don't know the history of why, and I'm a Googler. I look up everything because I just like knowing stuff. I will look it up eventually, but turkeys are normal here. They're often on my front lawn. I shit you not. They're often on the front of the house. Um, I think they finally got scared away because we'll take out the, the what is it called? What is that? The leaf blower. So we don't hurt them or anything, but we try to scare them away because I don't want them pooping all over. This is where I take share. She plays outside and I don't want any wildlife getting used to hanging out on the lawn. Because I don't want it to interfere with my puppy, obviously. So, anyway, turkeys are normal for Staten Island. (laughs) So crazy to say that. We have wild turkeys and you're not allowed to hurt them. I mean, I wouldn't want anybody to. That's crazy, but it's illegal to hurt them. So, they keep reproducing. So, we have a lot now. (laughs) So, turkeys just run wild on Staten Island, they are all over. I didn't think they would be where I was walking, but they were. They were on a main road, because that's where I was walking, in the street. And so I walked past them, and then on my way back, they were brawling out. So now, I'm kind of trying to avoid them, because they will run after you if they think you're walking towards their babies or something, Um. And I think they had babies over at this person's house because they were fighting in front of this person's house. The thing is, if you feed them and stuff, they're going to keep coming back. So I think this person feeds them because I was watching because I was trying not to pass them. Okay, so here's what happened. I think two female (laughs) turkeys were fighting bad and the male turkeys were puffing their feathers in the street and he was puffing and walking towards me. This turkey was bigger than my dog. This was bigger than Cher. I didn't have Cher with me. It was too hot out to walk her that far. Chacho's a lazy. She can't walk more than a mile. Um, So I was by myself, and I'm thinking, like, Jesus. So I'm trying to avoid them and give it a second while while I heard them fighting. And I was also recording them fighting. Duh. Crazy. So anyway, I recorded them fighting. You have to see it. (laughs) But I think these people feed them because why were there so many? And then I heard the babies in the back. I know what the babies sound like because I had baby turkeys on the side of my house before. And the reason I don't want them to come back is because I let Cher out to play. Obviously, I was with her in monitoring and I see her reacting to something. It was a baby turkey hidden in the fucking grass. That's why I'm like, no, 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 this can't happen. Because if I didn't get her and pull her back inside, I don't know what she would have done with that baby turkey. Cher is very sweet, but she's still a chow chow. They have high prey drive. Chow chows are kind of like, I wouldn't say they're an aggressive breed, but they're <laughs> an aggressive breed, okay? Shara <laughs> cannot play with kittens. She can't play with baby turkeys. No, 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 no. So I'm like, I don't want her to do that. I also don't know what type of diseases they might carry. So I don't want her. I don't even want to fucking go there. How about that? So anyway, that happened on my walk. I think I walked over a mile and what a difference in my mental health. Holy shit. I haven't worked out in so long. You know how it is. You know, I mean, if you're a person that has worked out a lot, you know the highs and lows of what that means. And I don't have, I'm not on a mission to like lose a ton of weight or be a certain physique. I'm really happy with myself, but that also takes away from the motivation of going to the gym. (laughs) So I know that I have to work out though. So I'm trying to get back into it. And now that it was cooler out, it makes it easier for me to stay motivated because when it's hot, I am not motivated. I'm not going to the fucking gym when it's hot. That pisses me off. (laughs) I'm not walking outside when it's hot. I already walk her all day. I walk her a few times a day. So it's not like I'm not active. I am. I walk her a lot. I'm always outside with her walking. But I should be working out more, especially as someone with the illness that I have. Working out builds neuroplasticity. It helps your brain recover and blah, blah, blah. It's good for your mental health. So now that it's hopefully it starts getting cooler, I will be outside walking more and I'm thinking about going back to the gym. Although monkeypox has me fucked up. Okay. I listen, I had COVID three times. I don't know if you want to hear that story. You let me know. I had it three times and all three times w- was horrible. The first time was the worst. I had to get the treatment and everything. I'll tell you all about it if you want. You let me know. And, um, I don't want fucking monkey pox. So going to the gym is like, oh my God, <laughs> like, bitch, what are we going to do? And I'm not a person who stays motivated working out at home. I try it sometimes, but like, oh, <laughs> it's not the same. I either need someone to like, come here, like a personal trainer, come here and make me work out. Or I have to be in the space where all you have to do is work out and not get distracted, okay? Walking is really good for me because I I absolutely love it. I love taking walks. But I want to, you know, go back to the gym. I used to work out a lot. I used to be super fit. And it was so good for me. My scans were better when I was working out. You know, you know the deal. But the thing is also when you... Are a per- maybe this is not everyone, but I've spoken to friends who have done the same thing. When you have worked out a lot, and maybe you can relate as I'm saying this, you go through like, oh my God, I don't want to fucking do it anymore. Even with dieting, which I don't even do that anymore either. When you go on an extreme diet, whatever it may be, keto, counting your macros, calorie counting, just eating cleaner, But when you're serious about it, like (laughs) I think there was like a year once that I only had a shake and grilled chicken and fucking egg whites. By the time the year was over, I never wanted to see grilled chicken, egg whites or a shake ever again. Like sometimes you do it so much that you resent it and and then it will piss you off to do it again. That's kind of where I'm at. (laughs) So I do want to work out. But as far as like eating clean, please, no one even talk to me about dieting right now. It will piss me off. I've done it all. I've done it all. Maybe it doesn't look like it. I love when it doesn't look like it and people will talk to you about like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Meanwhile, bitch, I'm 31. But when I was 24, 25, I was in that gym. Okay. I've tried every yo-yo diet there was. I've tried every lifestyle there was. I've been vegan. I've been keto. I've been pescatarian. I've been calorie counting. I've counted macros. I've done... CrossFit, yoga, weightlifting, cardio, HIIT cardio, all of it, okay? I speak the language. You don't have to tell me. I know it all. But when you've exhausted all of the things, oh my God, I'm so fucking over it. Please, no eating disorder talk around me. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. I'm happy with how I look. (laughs) I really am. I'm happy with how I look. I think I look great. I don't want to go on a fucking diet. The only things I'm willing to do is clean up my diet and work out because I have to because of my stupid fucking brain, okay? Anyway, I forgot to tell you about the drinks. Oh my God, big updates, exciting. This is not just a regular iced coffee today. This is a pumpkin spice cold foam Cold brew. I made it myself. I'm gonna post the video on my big sister podcast Instagram. I did an Instacart order yesterday and I saw that ShopRite has what is it called? Coffee mate pumpkin spice pumpkin pie spice creamer. Bitch, I had to get it. I could I can't wait. I can't wait anymore. I don't love all things pumpkin spice. But I like pumpkin spice cold foam. You know how Starbucks makes? I don't like all the creamers either. But the coffee-made creamer, that's a good pumpkin spice. (laughs) That's a good one. I don't like a few of them, though. Like, I think Nut Pods makes a pumpkin spice creamer. It's not that good. Um, I'm hoping a non-dairy one comes out because I don't like having, you know, I'm not going to label myself vegan or vegetarian or whatever, but... I have my things. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll eat something with cheese, but something about dairy creamer (laughs) grosses me the fuck out. (laughs) Are you like this too? Do you ever find yourself being a hypocrite? Like, oh, I'm not gonna drink milk, but then you'll have a cigarette. Like, girl, (laughs) we're all hypocritical in that way. So don't even pretend like you're not. So anyway, I have my coffee, I need to drink. Bitch, for the first time, we did stop recording. Oh my God, I pressed something on my computer and it stopped. (sighs) Anyway, we're back. You didn't miss anything. I caught it right away. I need to drink more coffee. I hope this episode isn't too chaotic for you. It is definitely a long one. So I hope you're doing something where we can hang out. Either just, maybe you're on a, uh, are you on a walk too? (laughs) Let's walk together. Oh my God. That would make this really fun. Definitely put on new episodes while you're on a walk. Because that's what I do. I listen to audiobooks. Right now I'm listening to, what is it called? I think it's called Think and Grow Rich. Um, How misogynistic of me, right? I listen to Audible. Yes, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I don't know. This book comes highly recommended. And I love books that... Help change perspectives. So I figured I'd try this one out. So I listened to that while I was walking. Oh, and I also have my seltzer. I also have my seltzer. So yeah, those are the updates. Pumpkin spice, activate bad bitch. Oh no. Activate basic bitch. Listen, I think it's okay to be I don't know why basic bitch has such a negative conden, connotation to it is that the word what's the big deal so what we all like some of the same things sometimes okay anyway um yes yeah, so that's the update I'm trying to walk again hopefully I'm back in a gym as it starts getting cooler out and let's get into today's topic so I want to talk to you about internet safety In regards to your mental health. Internet safety is not just about your physical safety and, you know, watching what you post, being careful about what you share, yada yada. It's also about what you follow and what you consume, what you take in. I learned this when I was mega depressed. When I was first very sick um, it was really obviously it was really hard on me. Right. And I found that a lot of music and what I was scrolling really, really made it worse. Now, the reason I wanted to make this today's topic is because of our hot topics. I'm not going to go into all hot topics, but um, just because I'm already taking up so much time. So maybe I'll save these for a different episode because I had more things. But I might save it for like, maybe I'll do like two episodes this week. Uh, But we are going to talk about Gabby Hanna. So if you don't know Gabby Hanna, she is a influencer. Very popular among the younger kids. So I'm 31. I'm aware of her because I'm in the influencer space. But she's more popular with the younger, I would say, around the people who are around like 25 and younger. She's really popular with them. She's got millions of followers. She's been on YouTube a long time, the Gabby show. Um she, she's popular. She does well and in the recent years, I don't know how far back this goes. I try to keep up with her, like I know about her and it's almost like hard to not keep up with her just because anytime something happens, she goes viral. So The reason I'm bringing it up today is because over the past seven, so when am I recording this? Right now it's Sunday. I'm recording it before I post it. So it's right now the 28th. I'm posting this on the 29th. Oh, excuse me. I'm taking in so much air. Oh, I almost choked. (laughs) So on the 26th and 27th, Gabby, oh, I'm like choking. Hold on. Okay, I'm okay. Gabby posted over 100 TikToks within 48 hours. And it's not so much the amount of TikToks she made. It's the... It's what she was doing in the TikToks and what she was saying in the TikToks. So if you don't know who Gabby Hanna is, she's a very popular YouTuber, influencer, creator, whatever title. Very famous within that space. She's got millions of followers. She's been around a long time now. She kept her longevity. She's been in a few um, dramas with other influencers. I believe that she had an issue with David Dobrik. Like, her and David Dobrik got into it because he would kind of, like, bully her in his vlogs. She got into it with Trisha Paytas because... Actually, the Trisha Paytas beef, another popular youtuber i don't know which we're never gonna know but trisha claims that gabby lied and gabby claims that trisha lied so anyway they got they were friends and they got into it or they were never really friends and they got into it whatever it is they got into their own drama and gabby makes content her content originally was the gabby hannah show or the gabby show I don't know what those videos were. I think it was just her doing story times and vlogs and just funny, crazy stuff. And then she got into creating music. She makes her own music. And then she got into doing art. And she's on TikTok. You know, so she does a bunch of different things. She's just a personality, right? She just her brand is her. Her personality. Do you hear that? Cher is sleeping in front of my desk. (laughs) She's doing her little huffs and puffs. So anyway, Gabby is a personality. So her brand is just being herself. I hope this is making sense. It's just, it's hard to explain what she does because she does a bunch of random shit, but she's very popular. That's really all you need to know. She has a TikTok account with 7.7 million followers. I think it is. Let me pull it up because it might have grown in the last few days it's my it might have gotten um it might have grown even more but yes oh share's getting up the last i'm checking share's running to the window somebody must be here um 7.7 million followers so she's got a lot of viewers okay and the last 48 hours i guess 72 now 72 hours, she posted over a hundred videos and that's not the problem. It's not a problem at all, but it's the it's what she's saying in the videos and how she's acting in the videos. They're extreme. The videos, sh- I don't know how to explain this without diagnosing her. Okay, when I say this, I'm not trying to diagnose, diagnose her or gossip about what she may or may not be going through, but the videos show someone the videos display what looks like could be a manic episode. And let me tell you my personal opinion because I can't diagnose someone and I I have no fucking idea. I don't know her personally. I have no idea what's actually going on. But from what I see, it looks to me like she's having a manic episode and the way she's releasing all of that energy that comes with a manic episode is creating content which aligns with her brand she's a content creator so in my opinion this is not that outlandish like it may seem like it because if you're not aware of what a manic episode looks like or if you're not aware of what it's like to be a content creator or an influencer it could come off like oh my god someone take her phone like why is she acting like this on the internet but if you're aware of someone who has bipolar, if you have witnessed or lived with someone who has bipolar, this is not uncommon. And for her to take it out on the internet doesn't sound that crazy. Because one, the way, a, not pseudo-influencer, because we've spoken about that in a, in a past episode, right? I'm not talking about people who like post, because they just like want to kind of come off like an influencer and be cool and stuff. I'm talking about when it's your job. Your brain changes when you are an influencer, okay? And this is also why I tell people don't do it. Like, I don't know why anyone wants to be an influencer. Even though I am, you don't want to do it. Between you and I, you don't want to do it, okay? Pick it, pick something else. Because when you do it full time, like myself, like Gabby Hanna, your brain changes the way you think. And I could see how during her manic episode, she, if it is a manic episode, I think it is. I mean, my opinions are relevant, but it is my show here. So while I'm talking about it, I'm going to tell you what I think. I think it's a manic episode. I've lived with someone who has bipolar. I've witnessed other people I knew have a manic episode. This is what it looks like. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not a bad thing, but it is what it looks like. It's not shocking to me that she chose to make a hundred, over a hundred TikToks during the episode, because when you are an influencer, everything you fucking do relates back to, could this be content? Isn't that sick? Like that's the part that's crazy what social media and being an influencer can actually do to your fucking brain. And that's why today's topic is internet safety relating to your mental health. Now, as far as Gabby Hanna, I mean, I would love to unpack this, but it's like, I don't know what's appropriate. And is it morally correct to unpack another woman's mental health on my fucking podcast? I mean... Again, I don't know. She said she has bipolar 2 on her own TikTok. Okay, so I'm not diagnosing her. This is what Gabby Hanna has said herself. From my life experience, yes, this looks like a, a manic episode. It also, I think, mimicked what it looks like to have a schizophrenic, schizophrenic break in relation to using hallucinogenics. Is that how you say it? Hallucinogenics? Yeah, what is it called when a drug <laughs> makes you hallucinate? Hallucinogenics? Okay. It looks like that as well. And I saw people, you know, making theories like, oh, maybe she did a bad mushroom trip and and couldn't get out of it or it changed the way she thinks now. it we, We're not going to know unless she says it. She went on her own TikTok and said that she does have bipolar 2. She's diagnosed bipolar 2 and this was a manic episode and this is just the way that she wanted to give out her energy from the manic episode because manic episodes can come with a lot of energy. Typically, people experiencing this don't need to sleep. They just keep going, 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 going. Um, She said she has bipolar 2, which from what I looked up, It's less severe than bipolar one. Bipolar one, I guess people will have a full mania. Some people are saying that um, Gabby is, you know, some people think their opinion is that she is having full mania. From my experience, from what I've seen, I don't think she is. It looks to me like she's still, she is. She was taking TikToks in the shower. (laughs) She was making videos. I'm not laughing at her, but... It is kind of crazy. Like we, we got like a 24 hour update on her, you know, she was in the shower. I mean, full mania gets really extreme. I don't know if any of you are aware of that, or maybe you do know, maybe you're listening to to this and you're like, yeah, that wasn't full mania. Full mania, full mania people, someone in full mania won't shower. They do sometimes they don't shower. They'll go days. They'll drive off to a different state. They'll, it get, it can get way more extreme than what. We witnessed on Gabby's TikTok, um, and I also wanted to talk about this because she did say a lot of things that could be hurtful to different groups of people. I believe that she spoke about women of color. She identified her she had identified herself as women women of co- a woman of color because she's Middle Eastern. It got dicey. <laughs> she was saying a lot. Of stuff, and the the other reason I want to bring this up is because my little one of my little sisters is seventeen, right? And she saw the whole thing on TikTok as well, so we were unpacking it together. And she had said, "Yeah, but she's racist." And I said, "Oh, what makes you say that?" Because I didn't see all the videos yet. And then she showed me the different videos of the crazy stuff that Gabby was saying, and I said, "Oh, okay." I said, "Well, babe, I have a feeling she might be." suffering a manic episode and my sister said yeah but that yeah but that doesn't mean anything and i said okay i understand your point of view i do but as someone who has lived with somebody who does have bipolar and have experienced things like this before with other people here's the thing right when someone has a manic episode They might believe something in that moment, but that does not mean that's their belief. And that's also why I wanted to bring this up. You have to watch what you consume on social media because I know that's a huge thing right now, right? We see one video, the collective. When I say we, I mean like human beings. We see one video and create an opinion on something and marry it right like everything happens so quickly sometimes it's hard to use critical thinking skills or you don't even think to do it like you watch a video boom your opinion's fucking made you watch a clip of something that takes 15 seconds to consume and your opinion's made the judgment is done that's kind of what the internet has done what influencing has done, content creating has done, social media. You see something for 60 seconds, you made up your mind. And I was so happy to unpack this with my little sister because, you know, I hope I'm doing my job when I took the time to explain to her that now hold on, (laughs) that's not what we're going to do. I respect your opinion and it's okay to have opinions when you do consume content online. So I'm not ever going to like, invalidate how she feels but as someone much older and has lived with someone who has who had lived with someone in the past who has bipolar and just from what I know as an adult I feel like when you get to a certain age you kind of learn about different mental health issues and illnesses etc right just because someone says something during a state of Psychosis or mania or stress or frustration does not mean that is who they are. So keep that in mind. I don't think maybe Gabby is racist. Like, I have no idea. I don't know this woman, but I'm not going to judge her based on some videos she put on the fucking internet. From what I've seen, she didn't hurt anyone in these videos she didn't hurt herself in these videos so who am i to judge right but i think that's a common thing now somebody says one thing and that's it your their whole fucking life based around is based around that one thing they say And people say, that's the thing too, did we forget? People say horrible fucking shit. (laughs) Like, hello? People say horrible things, especially when they're hurt, especially when they're stressed, especially when someone else hurt them, especially when they're going through something terrible. People say horrible things. Is it who they are inside? I refuse to believe that. I do. I refuse to believe that. And I say that because I've, I and maybe you could relate to this as well. I hate to make it about me, But I think I've already unpacked that this, you know, having a podcast is a little bit of narcissism, isn't it? I too have, I don't think I've ever experienced mania, but I have too have been hurt and have said hurtful things. Now that I'm not so hurt, I look back and no longer agree with what I've said. But when you make content on the fucking internet, you don't get to show that, right? Like you don't get to come back and be like, oh, but I was hurt then. No, people believe whatever narrative aligns with, hold on, people will choose to believe whatever fits their own narrative. Okay, that's what I meant to say. So if something terrible you said, even if you were in a state of mania, even if you were in a state of stress, heartbreak, pain, anything, anything you're going through that's painful, that caused you to say something out of heart, out of pain in your heart, in your spirit, if it aligns with what someone wanted to believe about you, it doesn't fucking matter if you apologize. It doesn't matter. So if somebody already didn't want to like Gabby Hanna and they saw her episode in TikToks and they could use it against her, they fucking will, no matter what. She can come back next week and be crying. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I was in, I took the wrong medication. I was in a manic episode. She could do all that, right? If someone wants to commit to believing that she is racist to fit their narrative because they already didn't like her or don't want to like her, they will. They will. And it's a shame because there's real people that are terrible doing terrible things that you can use that energy. But because the internet creates viral moments so quickly, it manifests into attacking one person online for a mistake. Is it a mistake? Did she say some crazy stuff? She did. She did. She said some crazy shit. (laughs) I tried to watch them all, but it's like so exhausting. And it's, some of them are upsetting. Like one of them, she's screaming and I'm like, I can't listen. I can't listen to people yell. I can't listen to people shouting. Huge trigger for, for, huge trigger for me. I can't listen to people shouting, yelling, huffing and puffing. I can't listen to it. It will just ruin my day. So some of them I couldn't watch. I was trying to be a good journalist and, and, you know, Watch them all so I could give you the facts. But from what I gathered, you don't really need to watch them all. I don't think you need to. And she did say some crazy stuff. I'm personally not going to judge her on it. Just like I don't with any of the content I consume. Um, And that's really why I wanted to Talk about this because I think that a bigger conversation should be, what are we consuming? I don't know about you, but I curate my feeds. I actually get kind of annoyed when someone, just because of the way the algorithms work. Like I said earlier in this episode, there's words I won't say around my phone. I need a sip. Hold on. Hmm. The pumpkin spice is hitting so good. Oh, the cinnamon. Oh, I love cinnamon. Bitch, I love cinnamon. And when this shit, when I'm done with the coffee and the ice cubes are melting and the cinnamon's on the ice, I will drink that cinnamon water. Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> um, Okay. Like I was telling you earlier in the episode, there's things I won't say because I don't want it in my fucking algorithm. Because I made this my job, right? Which is great. It's a great fucking job. I hope I don't sound entitled. It's difficult on your mental health, but it's not hard to do. It takes up a lot of hours. You're working 24 seven, but it's not hard to do. It's just a lot on your mental health. And I don't want to be triggered every time I'm scrolling and just trying to do my fucking job. There's I've taken so many breaks off of social media that i probably shouldn't have because (laughs) there was a time i was relevant and now i'm not but i just couldn't take it anymore and i maybe i am more sensitive and maybe i just went through more traumatizing things in the past what is it six years now six or seven years the same time like as soon as i started being an influencer, a lot of traumatizing shit happened to me. <laughs> like, I don't know why the two went hand in hand, but whatever. Um, I had to take myself off. And I tell people all the time, why do you want to be an influencer? Like, if you can make money a different way and live your life without having social media, do that. Please go do that. And I realize that we all live on the internet now. There is no logging on and off. I mean, we live here, okay? We're all living here now. And it's very hard to keep up and kind of function in society knowing things without having some sort of social media or getting some form of entertainment without having some sort of social media. I get it. Oh, hold on. Hold on, we're having another, am I still recording moment? Hold on. I need a fucking producer, bitch. Oh, yeah, we're still recording. Um, if you could have a job without having social media or making this your full-time job, you should do that. Because being on social media all the time is draining. And sometimes we consume things or form opinions that aren't genuinely what we would do at our core. Have you ever been around a group of people that okay, for example, let's think let's let's put it into real life context. Have you ever been around someone who complains a lot? Everything's a fucking problem. You know those people? Everything is a fucking problem. They're just complainers. They don't realize the concept of you don't you don't have to say it if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you ever go out to eat with them and, like, something's wrong with the food or the wait's too long or the... Dr- like, oh my God, just shut the fuck up and enjoy what where we're at. You don't have to complain about every motherfucking thing. And then, and then if you're with them too long and you go home and you start bitching, does that ever happen to you? Or are you ever in, like, a girl group and everyone's kind of catty and... They talk a lot of shit about other people, and then you realize maybe the next day you're talking a little bit too much shit. Do you ever realize that, or maybe you just you need self awareness to realize this? But you know, between us, we don't have to tell anyone. But do you ever realize that the same thing happens with social media, even though you might not realize it, you might be scrolling and taking in a bunch of shit that's on your for, for you page, or on your Instagram while you're scrolling. And you don't realize what it's doing to you. Sometimes you don't realize until it's too late. Sometimes you'll you'll experience a burnout or you'll just have a bad fucking day and you don't know why. It could be because maybe you were consuming way too much online that didn't align with your morals, that didn't align with things that make you feel happy. Like, no wonder you don't fucking feel good. And... I think you should, I think you should consciously curate your own feeds if you're going to be online. One, if you want to be an influencer and you're not yet, I don't mean to discourage your dreams. <laughs> I don't mean it in like, I don't want competition. No, no, no. I'm not sure competition. Uh, like, please. But for your mental health, pick a different space. <laughs> pick a different space. Pick something else. Okay. Because... It's just too many negative things that get pushed in your face way too fast. The sensory overload is insane. And I also find it shocking that people are like, oh my God, the younger generation, they're so depressed. They complain about everything. No, no, no. Stop. Cut the shit. Think about it. What they consume so quickly are things that generations before us cannot fucking relate to. They can't. Okay. Because generations before us, they would have their TV show once a week for 30 minutes to an hour, and they would have to wait a whole seven days to watch it again. The news outlets would never post a dead body or the crazy shit that they're comfortable posting. Now, the things these kids consume, including ourselves, is extreme compared to what the generations before us have consumed. And it could be for five seconds, it could be for a whole minute, it could be a 30 minute video. It's crazy. Relating back to Gabby Hanna's manic episode on fucking TikTok, the amount of people who were insensitive to what she was experiencing is heartbreaking. And she may have said some hurtful things and offensive things, and I'm not trying to like be a racist apologist, but I'm just talking about it as far as this was a human being, having a very real manic episode that she said herself and the amount of people being insensitive, making jokes about it, trying to exploit her for their own views is crazy. People are, human beings are desensitized. They're desensitized. They're way too comfortable watching someone get hurt or be hurt or go through something difficult and having absolutely no reaction to it or not having empathy at all. And I don't necessarily think it's anyone's fault, but it is alarming and it's scary and it's very upsetting. And I think that, I think that something, I don't even know. I think that wherever there are a lot of kids, like schools, and maybe they do talk about this in schools, but maybe I don't think they talk about it enough, or parents, I think I'm not a parent, so I I don't mean to say this like I know better than everybody else. I don't mean this from a holier-than-thou perspective. I just mean it from, I too have had to teach myself how to limit what I consume and how I consume it. I think it also needs to be taught and I think there should be some awareness around it and I think it should be discussed and I think I think that even as influencers, remember in the last internet safety episode I said influencers should be, part of the responsibility should be, hey, don't fucking post everywhere you are, be safe on the internet. I think some of it should also be, you don't have to consume this all the time. And I know there is some conversation around it, but it's very hard to break, isn't it? It is so hard. There's a full addiction happening. There's a full addiction happening. You get a lot of dopamine from posting and getting likes. It's validation. It's, this. It's it made everybody a pick me. <laughs> like you just get so much validation from the internet and it's hard to get yourself off of it. So I'm not going to tell you to get off of it because eventually we're all going to be living in the metaverse and there is no getting off of it. But I think that there are ways you can curate what you're going to consume. Um so I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you what I do personally and maybe it can be um I don't know, maybe it can inspire you or help you navigate how to do it for yourself. So personally, I take this out as far as music as well. Um, When I was in one of the lowest places of my life, I couldn't listen to music. I just found it very triggering. Um, I couldn't watch, well, I still don't. So I, I still do these things today. I learned all of these things were making it worse when I felt really sad. When I felt really, really sad to the point of not even eating you know, smoking nonstop, like chain smoking, not eating, not sleeping, just, just trying to breathe. Like I was just taking it minute by minute. It wasn't just day by day. It was like minute by, minute. <laughs> bitch, I'm holding on. I was fighting for my life. My mom had suggested to listen to gospel and Christian music. We're not Christians, <laughs> but what her point was the lyrics are so positive. The lyrics are so positive. So I did, I was desperate. I was going to do anything. The lyrics were so positive and it really helped. So I had cut out songs that had sad lyrics. I'm talking about even Beyonce Lemonade album. I love that album, but I had to stop. I couldn't listen to any sad songs. I couldn't listen to any music that had aggressive tones to it or sad tones to it. Like literally nothing. And then I started listening to classical as well. Just so, um, just just music without words. And that's how I kind of got into classical. By the way, I started playing piano again. <laughs> I forgot to write that. I forgot to put that in my updates. I'm playing piano again. Okay. Let's not get sidetracked, Tina. I just started only listening to things that wouldn't make me more upset. And then I took it a step further and I started listening to things that would make me feel better. So I started listening to books and mainly self-help books because, and I know there's like a big, like people who listen to self-help books, oh my God, like people really make fun of it. I don't give a fuck though because let me tell you something those books saved my fucking life. <laughs> I started listening to self-help books and now carried into today I listen to more books than I do music just to keep me out of a negative headspace. And I notice whenever I stop listening to books and I don't in- I don't set intention for what I'm going to listen to through the day. I will feel sad again. And if you experience mental health issues, you know that it's not it's a it's a it's a job. It's a it's like a part-time job. You can't even do a full-time if you want to make money. But it's it's pretty much a full-time job to keep your to keep the bad parts away, to keep yourself off of the roller coaster. It is really hard work. It's constant intention. It's constant, it's just, it's all the time. And some mental health disorders are harder than others, of course. But I think that, you know, social media plays a big part to this because you're working so hard to feel good every day. You're doing the hot girl walks. You're, you know, maybe some of you are in therapy. I'm not in therapy, but. Maybe, maybe you're trying to feel better. And some days are harder than others, especially during the pandemic. Holy fucking shit. I mean, God, did we really need anything else? <laughs> like, holy shit. Do we really need another thing? Like the last two and a half years have been like really something else. We're all desensitized. Like what? at this point, are you shocked when someone doesn't show empathy? I, how could we? We're exhausted. But I really, really suggest being intentional about what you listen to. It's a really easy thing to do because I know that getting up and brushing your teeth and taking a shower, that could be very hard. I know that going for walks could be hard. Getting in the gym could be hard. Eating clean could be hard. Um, Getting yourself to a therapist could be hard. I know those things are a struggle, especially when you are struggling with mental health. And some people who aren't struggling don't understand that. They don't understand that just waking up and brushing your teeth could be hard when you're struggling with mental health. Just getting in the car to go to the gym could be hard or getting in the car to go to a therapist could be hard. Anything, meeting up with friends, everything gets difficult when you don't feel good in your spirit. But try being intentional about the things that go in your ears. That's really what started to make sense to me then as well. Like, What am I putting in my fucking eardrums that literally go straight to my brain? Because during this time, I was also trying to look up things that heal the brain for obvious reasons. And I know there's like a lot of research about this. Certain sounds can make you feel better, help you manifest. And, you know, I don't know all the details of that. I have read it before and I, I read no articles on it as well. But to me, that makes sense, doesn't it? Like, obviously, if you're listening to a sad fucking song (laughs) and you're playing it directly into your fucking ears, you're going to feel sad. You know, like, uh, to me, that makes sense. So now, today, in my everyday life, I do not listen. I don't watch sad movies. I don't watch sad TV shows. I don't listen to sad songs. And... Even now, even still, even with doing that, it will still be hard, but I notice it makes a huge difference. Listening to a book instead of sad music, listening to classical instead of watching a sad movie, it makes the world of a difference. And I think this plays into internet safety as far as mental health be safe with what you consume if watching Gabby's TikToks and watching someone have a manic episode on TikTok maybe in the moment you're like oh my god this is so interesting it's hot gossip i oh my god what the fuck it's so shocking it's still not it's still not very positive to consume you know and we talk about pop culture here but there's a difference between like kiki and, and and, you know, gossiping a little bit and then watching someone have a full-blown or discussing someone having a full-blown manic episode on the internet. There's a difference. It's like you don't really have to, t- you don't. I don't even need to explain it to you. We don't even need to explain the specifics. Like you get it, right? There's a difference between like t- talking about who broke up with who and who did what and talking about this woman having a very serious, going through something really serious. And maybe today she seems a little bit positive or she seems like, you know, she's having a good time during the manic episode. But the the reality is there's an end to a manic episode and that usually ends in depression. So that's why it's not very, it's not, you know, it's hard to watch because if you know, then you know that this doesn't end well. But from what she has said on her, by the way, from what she has said on her TikTok, she does have a therapist. So I'm guessing there are people who are making sure that she's okay and drinking water and eating food and, you know, getting the right mental health, mental help for her mental health. But as far as you and I, I'm talking to you guys, just be careful what you consume. Use internet safety, not only for your physical health, but for your mental health. If you're following someone who makes you feel like shit about yourself, if there are, you know, other people you follow and they, in your opinion, they look gorgeous, you know, they're in great shape. They just bought a car. They just bought a house. They just, you know, they just had a baby or, you know, something that triggers you to be like, oh, God, I can't even look at it. Like, I'm so jealous. First of all, jealous is jealousy and envy. Is very natural. You don't have to fight it. But if it triggered you to make you feel bad about yourself, don't fucking follow. Don't. If it's someone you can't unfollow, mute it. Mute their account. If it's too awkward to unfollow, mute them. Mute them. And it's really not their fucking business if you're not engaging with their post. I hate when people post that like, um, you're a hater if you didn't like my picture. No, is a hater. People have their own internal struggles and maybe they're going through a hard time and maybe they don't want to fucking look at Susan smiling and her new fucking Range Rover (laughs) with the six pack. (laughs) Maybe I don't want to see that right now, Susie. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe I don't want to see a new fucking house, Catherine. Like that's okay. It's normal to feel that way. I, too, have felt that way. Let me fucking tell you something, bitch. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you want to hear something? You know what? I'll tell you another episode because this is already too long. But I will tell you that I have felt that way before. I don't so much now, but I have been very vulnerable before. And I couldn't scroll nothing. Well, I told you, during the summer, when people are at the beach and stuff, I don't want to fucking see it. I don't want to see it. Don't send it to me. I don't want to fucking see it because I can't do it. And the reason I can't do it makes me very fucking sad. Okay. (laughs) Like I'm not a hater. I'm not, but I also don't need to be reminded. There's a difference. Being a hater is like, fuck them. Well, you know, talking shit about it. I'm not going to talk shit about somebody being at the beach. Like I get it, girl. You got a hot body. You feel great. Go to the beach. and Enjoy your fucking life. But I don't want to see it. I can't do it. (laughs) Why would I want to see it? Like there's a difference. So if you are following any type of platform, any type of account, any type of person, and when you look at their content and when you consume whatever they're projecting into the fucking metaverse and it makes you feel bad, don't look at it. Start putting boundaries on what you consume. Start unfollow mute them find new things to listen to that that when you leave and when you log off you actually feel good you don't log off and feel ugh, oh like you, know, <laughs> you ever watch you ever watch a movie or or an episode of your favorite show or like you listen to something or you watch someone's tiktok and you and you when you're done with it or like you see a post on instagram when you're done you're like oh oh <laughs> Like, that just ruined my day. (laughs) Do you ever do that? Take it away. Because that is also the good thing. You can choose what you watch and what you consume. Personally, another thing I do is I don't watch the news. That's part of why I've never talked about anything political. I'm going to be honest because I have no fucking idea what even goes on. I can I couldn't especially during I remember the day I think it was October 4th I was so I, could, I remember the feeling in my chest I was I could cry thinking about it I was just having such a hard time mentally for so many different reasons that I asked my mom to come over God bless her she did love her hi mommy if she listens to this <laughs> my mom listens to me. hi mom she came over and I think it was like election day or something. I think it was like the day we were supposed to vote. And there was so much pressure online of like, who are you voting for? And you can't not vote. And I remember feeling like I fucking feel like shit right now. I can't, I have to like literally just take care of myself. This was before I had chair, by the way. I have to take care of myself. Like go vote. And be responsible for a vote. I can't even, bitch, I'm fucking treading water right now. (laughs) Like, I can't keep up. And she did come see me. And then I had sorted out my mental health after that. And I'm doing a lot better. But at the time, so many feelings were so overwhelming to me just in my personal life. I had went through a friend breakup, uh, a family breakup. And it was just really hard on my heart. And I wasn't processing well and um i'm kind of like alone here on staten island i don't have family nearby so you know it's difficult and i couldn't contribute to that i couldn't take in any more current events it was like this was like in the beginning of the pandemic right like early 2020 when the election was I couldn't consume any fucking more. I remember it building up to my throat where I was like, oh my God, not only are things shit in my personal life and I'm sad about other things, but the fucking world. Like how much more do you want human beings to take in? There's a lot of social pressures about things and I think people forget a lot of people aren't okay right now. Like they're not. They might seem like it because they're posting or you know, you might see them and but they're not. Some people cannot handle the volume of what the fuck is actually going on. And maybe you see that they're they're just home. Like they're what what are they going through? First of all, not everyone tells you everything. Second of all, this this was a lot. And I think that a lot of people get desensitized because of social media and the internet. But it's, way, it's asking for too much you have to allow people to prioritize their own mental health when it comes to the internet and consuming things and you also have to do it for yourself and maybe you weren't and you didn't realize until this episode until we're talking about it now you might not be advocating for your own mental health while you're scrolling and, con- and consuming content as well as the news I understand wanting to be up to date and it's important to know what's happening in, in your city, in your state, in your country, around the world. I know that. Duh. Like, I fucking pay taxes too. <laughs> like, unfortunately, I, there are things I know. Do I want to consume extra of it? Not really. I really fucking don't. Because I'm alri- already dealing with too much in my own head, in my personal life, that I was not equipped to handle, plus I'm supposed to take on A, B, and C outside of my home, holy shit. Like, I, I I, can't do it and I won't. Because if I don't take care of my brain, if I don't take care of my mental health, how am I supposed to make good decisions for to contribute to society? If I don't take care of my mental health, I'm not going to be a positive contribution to society. What was that Biggie quote? (laughs) It wasn't Biggie. We have to, if you want to change the world, you we got to start with changing ourselves. Oh my God, I butchered it, didn't I? But there's a lot of truth to that. If you want to be a positive contribution to society and the world and those around you and the people you love, you have to take, you cannot pour from an empty glass. You can't. And sometimes that means sacrificing and sometimes that means putting heavy boundaries on what you consume. So if the news is too much, if there's someone around, I also set up a rule in the house, don't fucking talk to me about current events. Don't come in the house talking to me about anything political. I don't want to fucking hear it because from what I'm hearing, none of it's positive. (laughs) From what I'm hearing, none of it sounds positive to me. Nothing you're saying is feeling good. And maybe that sounds super selfish. I I guess it depends on who you ask. But is it? Because what would you prefer? Do you want me to, are you asking people to swallow it, listen to it, and then feel like shit for the night and have that feeling of feeling like shit grow and grow and grow into something more severe? And then wonder why that person is in a severe place of mental manic? or mental breakdowns, or just feeling like shit and completely depressed? Or do you want people to start advocating for themselves and saying, you know what? This is too heavy for me to process today. I don't know when I'm going to be able to process it, but I'm in. I'm currently working on prioritizing my mental health and getting to a place of safety And getting to a place of being really healthy so I can make good decisions. Because right now, with all of this news and all of these things going on, and I don't know how to do it all, I can't listen to it right now. I can't take in any more. I can't. I think that's okay to do. And maybe I'm selfish. And maybe you're like, you're a dumb bitch. And you're fucking selfish. And you're privileged. And whatever. I... I think it can go for... And it's a free thing to do. It's free. Because no matter what, we do have to go into life and make decisions. We have to go to work. We have to pay our taxes. We have to keep up with doctor's appointments if we can. We have to deal with... That's the thing too. There's things that we can't not... We can't ignore. There's things we can't ignore. Right? I can't ignore my physical health. I can't ignore challenging conversations with family members i there's things you can't ignore but i could shut the fucking tv off and not watch the news so i'm gonna i can log off and not fucking scroll through posts about the pandemic and covid and whatever i could do that so i'm going to i can shut off music that makes me feel sad or shut off the movie that's sad i can do that so that's what i'm gonna do So if there are things you can control, like what you're watching on the TV, what you're watching on your phone, what you're clicking through on the computer, do that. Start advocating for your mental health while you're on the internet. Internet safety before your mental health. Okay, so before I log (laughs) off, before we finish this very long-winded episode, which I hope you don't hate me for after listening to I love you very much. Don't leave me now. Hold on, I need to take a sip. There's something else I need to tell you. Oh, the iPhone update. The iPhone update. I posted about it on my personal Instagram. My personal Instagram is at Tina I posted it on my story. You have to go into your settings because there was a recent iPhone update that In that shows apps allows apps to access your direct location bitch like down to where the fuck you're standing you have to go into your settings and change that oh i'm choking there's you could find it it's still going viral i'll post it on my big sister i'll find it and post on my big sister um instagram hold on i'm making a note (laughs) post iPhone update um, awareness to IG. Okay. I'll post it on there. So by the time you listen to this, it will be on the Instagram. Make sure you update that because keep in mind about what you're posting in the time that you're posting. If you want to share your experiences, do it on your camera roll. You can even use, like if you like the filters on Instagram story, use the filter and instead of hitting post, put hit save or make a close friends on your Instagram. So on your Instagram, you can make close friends with just people who you trust to see your location. I do that for myself, just the people I trust to see where I am, like my location of things, they're my close friends and that's where I post little things. Um, but if you don't wanna do that, you can take the videos and pictures and then post them later. Post them later. But don't post anywhere that you are repeatedly Okay, let's be smart. So if you are always at this nail salon every 2 weeks, don't post that. <laughs> and then if some if a friend asks you, "Oh, where did you go?" message them privately, "Hey, I just didn't want to put it out in the public on the internet where I am twice a week, but this is the nail salon I go to." And this does not mean you think you're too cool for school or whatever. No, it just means you're not being a dumb bitch on the fucking internet. Um, yeah, so I just want to tell you guys, you can also do that. You can definitely share like you went to a party and stuff, but share it later. Share it the next day. Hey, I went to this party yesterday. Look at the pictures. I had so much fun. Do it like that. My last update, which I was supposed to lead with, but I forgot. I got my lips done. I got my lips done again. I haven't had lip injections since I think 2019, maybe earlier. I think it was the beginning of 2019. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I apologize, but I believe that's the last time I got lip injections and the last time I got them, I told myself it was the last because I just thought they didn't, I don't know, I didn't love it. I thought they looked too like duck lips, like it didn't fit me right. I love lip injections on other people. I'm not like an anti-lip injection person. I don't talk shit about big lips. No, it just didn't look right on me. Like I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. I was like really fucked up about it. (laughs) So I was like, I'm never doing it again, blah, blah, blah. And I said this with Botox as well. I did Botox one time. It was early 2019, I think. I did way too much. I think I did like 20 units and I didn't like the way it looked. For me, this had nothing to do with the injector. It had to do with the way I was perceiving my own face in the mirror. I said I wasn't going to do it again, then I did it again. Recently I shared it on Instagram and I loved the way it looked, but I also did less. And I also went to a different place. I did less, like I learned more about it, blah blah blah, loved how it looked. So I went again recently. I go to injections by Parvina. I'll put it on the podcast Instagram as well. I shared it on my personal page. Love her. And then when I was there, she was like, do you want to do your lips? And I was like, I don't know, bitch, because I'm scared. (laughs) Her lips look gorgeous. She is stunning. So I was like, are they going to look like yours? She was like, I have my own technique. I think you'll really love it. We'll do just a little bit. And if you don't like it, you can always dissolve it. And she basically walked me through and made me feel really comfortable, right? So I did it. So what I did was I did Botox. And then I did half a syringe of RHA lip injections. One of you asked me if she she does the tenting or Russian technique. I don't think so. She does not explain it that way. She didn't mention that to me. I went through her Instagram. I don't think she calls it that. She uses her own technique. She has tons of certifications. They're all over the wall. She's always posting about new things that she attends to learn new techniques and stuff. So she's always staying up to date I don't think she calls it tenting or Russian, te- Russian technique. She, it's just her own technique. You know, all, all injectors are going to have their own style and stuff. And I did half a syringe of, um, RHA. I love them, bitch. I love them. She was fucking right. <laughs> she was so right. So the first day I was so, wool, but I'm a sweller you could pinch me and i swell up i'm not even fucking kidding i sw- i'm not even fucking just saying that i swell up i it's just one of my things so i was super swollen the first day um and i did bruise but that's the other thing i bruise my boyfriend will tell you i can fucking bump into the wall bruised i have bruises all over my legs just from share standing on my legs i just bruise i'm not even anemic i'm just a br- i just bruise up i don't know So my lips did bruise, um, but the swelling and bruising has gone away and they look fantastic. They looked amazing the first day as well, but you know how like they'll look good and then when it starts to set in, you'll bruise and swell more the next day. That's what happened, but that's okay. Everybody's body is going to be different. She also said, because I take a lot of vitamins, which I've heard this before, I'm always doing green juices and vitamins and whatever, and that will make you bleed and bruise more which is fine. I don't understand. I don't think that's a big deal. Is that a big deal to you? I don't give a fuck if I bruise. Like, obviously, I'm going to bruise. There's a new needle in my fucking face. Obviously, I'm going to swell. It's trauma to your face. Like, to me, that's normal. But I just wanted to tell you, this is not a paid ad either. I just wanted to tell you guys, she is fantastic. It was not only fast, it was painless. This is the first time I've had lip injections where it wasn't super painful <laughs> Like, it was so painless. It was fast. And I was just really comfortable. And I'm so happy with the results. I don't know if I'm going back. I know there's a whole thing. Not like because I don't like her. But I mean, like, they're big enough. I think the job is done. I know there's a whole thing of like, oh, when the swelling goes down, people want to go back. Not me, really. Because the swelling was like, oh, my God, they're too big. (laughs) But they looked beautiful. They look beautiful today. I'm looking at them right now. The shape is fantastic and she will do it based on your face, right? So when you go in, if you want to go to her, she's on my Instagram, you can find her, send her a message. Um, She's going to look at your face as a professional and guide you in the right direction. So if she feels you need 20 units of Botox, that's what you need. If she feels you need a full syringe or a half syringe, then that's what you need. I got a half because I have filler from the past few years because up until like 2019, I was going once a year to get lip injections. My lip, my natural lips are very fucking thin, <laughs> very small. Um, so when I went this time, she only needs to do half a syringe because that's how it works. It's like a layering process. You don't walk out with huge lips that will last a long time. Like, no, they have to be layered. So... Anyway, when you go, she'll walk you through it and tell you, and I think you'll have a great experience because I love them. I love how they look the first day. I love how they look today. Putting on a gloss, a little gloss, a little plumping gloss with a little red tint. I'm over the nude lips. Just a little red, a little red tint with a little brown nudie liner. Flawless. It's fantastic. I'll post a tutorial too. Brown liner with a little red tint, you're gonna love it. it. It it looks so much better than nude. It gives so much life to the face. It looks perfect on everybody. Every skin tone with a little plump. Is that the fucking ice cream man, bitch? Is he on my block? The ice cream man never comes on my block and now he comes as I'm trying to tell. You gotta be fucking shitting me. I'm so... Do you hear it? I don't know if you could hear it, but I think the ice cream man is outside and he never comes over here. Anyway, a little brown lip liner, a little red tint and a plumping gloss. I'll post the ingredients soon. I'm going to make a nice little, I got to do my hair. I'm going to make a nice little tutorial and share it with you guys. You got to try it. Even if you don't go get lip injections, try a little red tint, a plumping gloss with brown liner. It sounds crazy when you hear it like that, but I'm gonna show you the recipe and how to do it. You're gonna love it. So that's who I went to, injections by Parvena on Staten Island um, in the Oakwood area. I think she goes to other locations. So check out her Instagram and you know ask her for the details. Just ask away, send her a message. Um, yeah, that's what I did. And I'm so happy with the results. I feel confident. I love the results. I think they look gorgeous. I'm really excited to do a full glam look with my new pouty lips. And I wanted to tell you guys in case you were interested or I don't know, maybe you saw it on my personal page and wanted to know more. So there are the details. So anyway, that's it for today's episode. (laughs) Are you like, yeah, finally, you fucking bitch. This was a long one. And again, I hope that I didn't offend anyone or scare anybody away. You know, you guys mean the most to me. And I look forward to recording this every single week. I'm suspended until I talk to you again. I look forward to this all the time. That's, that's why I post twice in one week sometimes. And I'm just in love with, I'm in love with this. And that's it. I'm in love with this. So I hope you're still here. I hope you're still listening. And if you are, thank you very much. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening and I love you. Bye. I just realized that's not what I usually say, Tina. Sign off the right way. Stay well and I love you.